We're recording this episode on November 11th, which in the United States is Veterans Day. We here at the Geek Awakens would like to extend our thanks to every veteran who has fought and sacrificed for this country. Well, everyone except for Slade Wilson, uh, the army vet who would go on to become the mercenary known as Deathstroke. He gets no love. (laughs) (laughs) And now on with the show. You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to try to make this quick because um, you guys don't know this, but this is the second episode that we've recorded tonight. Um, I, Matt and Tabitha, you know this. I, I was talking to our <laughs> listeners. They don't know this. This they, is the second episode we recorded tonight? We it did. Is. <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> How much wine did you have? Some. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. Correct. <laughs> Yeah. More than zero, less than enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Like I felt a little bit bad because um I have a whole bottle to myself, but you said that you didn't like sweet wine. And Matt, I really don't even know your sweet wine preferences, so I guess I do feel a little bit bad. <laughs> um I'm with Tabitha, I can't do sweet wine. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so uh the first thing I want to talk about tonight. Fan Expo has officially announced 17 events for 2022. Um, If Fan Expo sounds a little bit familiar, that's because a few weeks ago we talked about how they bought uh, Wizard World. I I guess it's been longer than a few weeks, but kind of like how Tabitha said, I don't know time anymore. (laughs) Uh, So of local note, Fan Expo St. Louis will be May 13th through the 15th at America's Center Convention Complex, and the Fan Expo Chicago will be July 7th through the 10th at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont. Uh, Early bird tickets for both cons, as well as the other Fan Expo events, are on sale now. What? How How are you guys feeling about Fan Expo? Are you, are you, are you jazzed? Are you meh? Are you... I'm going to skip it. I like the fact that they are being positive and proactive with like 17 events i think that's great considering how you know we've had like no conventions for the last two years um 17 might be a little over ambitious but i don't know um i'm gonna reserve judgment until i kind of see what kind of guests and stuff they end up having lined up with that many events see if that limits their star power if you will for that many that many cons yeah that's fair Tabitha where are you at I'm interested to see if they make it like if they take Wizard World and revamp it or if they just make it Wizard World with a new name like that's what I want to see like I want to know if it's going to be Fan Expo but it's just Wizard World with a different title or if they're going to do something different than Wizard World has always done um yeah I don't know I'm kind of excited about it I I'm kind of where you guys are at I'm like Okay, I kind of want to know where exactly they're going with it. But at the same time, I mean, Fan Expo has been around for a while. We haven't been lucky enough to have one nearby. But I do know, like, 
from what I gather, it's kind of you get bigger stars than you would with Wizard World, but not as big as you would get with, say, C2E2. So it's kind of like a, a happy medium. Um, and if that's the case, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. So uh, I'm also really... I, it sounds weird, but I think I'm tentatively more excited for St. Louis versus Chicago just because we go to Chicago already for a con. I want to go to a good con in St. Louis. A, yeah. it's a lot closer. Mm-hmm. B, it's a lot cheaper. C, it's... Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's get into this week's poll list. And we're starting off this week. Um, I waited a, probably a little bit too long to try to download this book. Because <laughs> by the time I got to it, they were like, JK, this one's expired. So you get you get no love, Mitch Lad. <laughs> so the first one is Agritsuko Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, it's out now from Oni Press. Written by Padabot with art by Padabot and Andrew Dollhouse. Uh, so Agritsuko tries to go on vacation. However, she ends up in a world made of mad versions of her co-workers. Uh, you guys both got a chance to read this. Tabitha, let's start with you. Um, I didn't really realize I needed an Agratsuko version of Alice in Wonderland until they handed <laughs> it to me, and I was like, I actually needed this. Because like now I want to apply it to my work life and go to work and see who would be who, and I, I think I have it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I just need someone to draw that comic for me. Um, this was actually a lot of fun. Like I enjoy the traditional issues better, I think, like, because it's just more relatable, honestly. And there's more personality for the characters versus, you know, just like a repetition of a story. Um, but this was really fun. And it was super cute. And it was really well done. And the scenes where Agretsuko was stuck in the house and the lady was yelling at her. I was literally laughing at my tablet. Like, it was, just, <laughs> it was so cute. Now, you know, we, we did work in the same office for a couple months, so mm-hmm. I think off air, I kind of need to know who who is who. Yeah. I want your back. All right, I mm-hmm. appreciate that. <laughs> um, Matt, what did you think? Um, I enjoyed this. I think I agree with Tabitha that as far as Agritsuko goes, I like the regular issues better. Um, but this was fun. It was... I, I, I liked how they took all of her coworkers and transformed them into classic roles from Alice in Wonderland. Um, to be fair, I've read the original Alice in Wonderland and this one was more interesting, but you know, um, I don't know. Agritsuko still just continues to be hands down. One of my favorite characters that we've discovered in the last, I don't know, five years. So the other book on tonight's poll list is Radio Apocalypse. It is out uh, November 17th from Vault, written by Ram V with art by Aned, uh, RK. Can't read my own handwriting there. That's real (laughs) embarrassing. So, after the apocalypse, one last radio station operates in Bakerstown. Uh, The town is a host to refugees trying to survive this new world. Um, And this is also the second comic in as many weeks that we've read that deals with A, post-apocalyptic stuff, and B, music, which Mm. is like, it's kind of weird. Um... (laughs) but um not not to compare you know the this to the book that we talked about last week uh but i really enjoyed this book um i did it it does like and honestly tabitha i thought of you when i was first starting this because it drops you kind of in the middle of nowhere and i was like immediately i was like uh tabitha's gonna have something to say about this (laughs) (laughs) you know me well but uh 
but yeah, like I'm I'm interested. I want to know what caused it. I want to know why you know Bakerstown is the seemingly the only city around that is uh, you know still th- a thing. Um, also, I really want to know what those demon dogs. I don't even remember what the name of them were. Um, they were ugly, but oh, like mm. in a cool way. You know, like the, the the artist did a really good job with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's a fun story. But I want I, I want more issues. Um, I I feel like this might be something that you know I would you know either collect each issue and wait until you know I get like five or six before I read them or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Matt, what'd you think? Um, I really enjoyed the story. Um, as much as we kind of talked uh, last week about how some of the post-apocalyptic dystopian world is overdone and you need to give me something new, um, the radio station aspect of this was honestly enough to make this new, mm-hmm. at least for me. Um, those demon dogs, whatever they are, I do want to know where they came from. I want to know why they're around. Um, I feel like there's more creatures out there that come out at night that we have not seen yet. Um, and, and that gives me enough to like, I'm hooked. I want to know. Um, but, uh, yeah, the radio station was in the fact how the music played into it was, was a nice twist on that whole genre to do something new. Um, I, I will say though the only thing I did not care for was that the art seemed too busy. Um, like some of the details for the characters and the backgrounds and things, um, almost gave me too much to look at, to and distracted me from some of the story. So, Tabitha, what'd you think? Um, I'm literally the exact opposite of Matt. Like the only thing that I really enjoyed about this was the art, like. <laughs> I normally don't like that super busy art style with like random pops of color, but there was something about this, like where it was like the, the lines were kind of blurred and it almost looked like watercolor in places that was just really beautiful. Um, I am going to say it again. Like I said it last week, if I read one more post-apocalyptic plague story after 2020, I'm going to set every publishing house in America on fire. <laughs> And some in other countries. I just I need a, I need to start making like an arson list. Like I'm I'm so over this. Um, I know that it's just the time we live in, and these creators are taking advantage of it. But I just it I'm I'm done. I'm super over it. Also, I'm very over reading an apocalypse story where people risk their lives for other people. But you've lived this long. Like you've lived this long by not doing that, and then suddenly you're going to start risking your life for no. <laughs> that's not how it works. Like. If I'm in the apocalypse and I have survived this long, I'm not going to be like, oh, I got to go help my my friend. Like, I'm just, I don't, it's not realistic to me. Um, maybe that's just because I'm not a nice human. I don't know. <laughs> um, I loved the art. And had this been any other story, I think I really would have liked it. Like, if this art style was set in something completely different, like a fantasy world or even like a science fiction world that was not like a post-apocalyptic thing, I think I would have really dug this, but I'm just, Mitch, if you assign us any more po- post-apocalyptic books, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to read them. 
I appreciate your effort, but I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I I think every publishing house in America would prefer if I didn't. Yeah. And some in other countries. Yeah. (laughs) I hope their fire insurance is good. (laughs) That said, though, like, if the apocalypse were to happen, like, say, when we're at C2E2, like, I would try to save you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have lived my life on the principle that if there is one life jacket, it is mine. I hope you can swim. Like (laughs) that applies to an apocalypse as well. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) All right. uh, So we are going to go into some trailer takedown. Uh, We don't have quite as many. We still have six (laughs) versus eight. So that's, you know, it's too fewer. Um, the uh, the first matchup put together a couple of holiday movies. I put together Eight Bit Christmas versus Black Friday. Eight um, Bit Christmas is a it stars Neil Patrick Harris, and he's telling the story of when he was a kid and when he was trying to get the first Nintendo. Um, this looked like a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite Christmas movies is A Christmas Story, and this had mad Christmas Story vibes to it, mm-hmm. uh, so I was definitely here for it. Uh, Black Friday, on the other hand, tells a story. It's uh, of a toy store on Black Friday, but then zombies ensue, um, and as someone who worked during the holiday season in retail, and we talked about on the Thanksgiving episode, you guys did as well, um, this hit a little close to home for me, <laughs> um, even with zombies. Uh, but that said, like I can get behind a horror flick with a Christmas theme. You know, it's it's different than you know all of your Halloween horror flicks that are all thrown at you in one month of the year. So, um, that said, though, it does not really stand a chance against Eight Bit Christmas for me. Um, I'm giving Eight Bit Christmas seven points and Black Friday three. Uh, Tabitha. Um, 8-Bit Christmas just looks like the Sandlot, but with video games and set in the 80s. Like, that's just the vibes I was getting, which sounds actually super great. I love the 80s. I love the vibe. I love, like, the, the, like, Christmas story-esque thing where, like, they want the toy, but it's, like, a video game. Like, it just feels very niche and, like, really well done. I love Neil Patrick Harris. And the representation in that trailer of the people trying to get the Nintendo and pushing people off the escalators was, like, the greatest, <laughs> like, representation of actual holiday shopping that I've ever seen. Um, Mitch, if you would like a Christmas horror movie, I can give you a list because this is not it. I stopped watching this the second a zombie rolled into it. I shut it down. I was like, oh, I, I literally watched it back to back. I watched 8-Bit Christmas and I was like, oh man, these these shoppers, this is accurate. And then I was like, oh, more Black Friday shoppers. And then they turned into zombies. Like putting them at a fictional Walmart on Black Friday does not make a zombie film better. Like I literally, I turned it off. Um, I get what they were trying to do. I get the quote unquote message, but I just... I'm, I'm done with post-apocalyptic things. And I'm done with zombies. <laughs> These are the things I'm over. So I'm giving all 10 of my points to 8-Bit Christmas because Black Friday, either way, gets no points from me. Matt. Um, I don't know. Black, uh, Black Friday is interesting because, yes, it's... I don't know. It does, it does the horror thing. It does the Christmas thing. It does the zombie thing. As much as I am over the zombie thing this 
I don't know, throwing throwing Bruce Campbell in get get some 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 nostalgia points, some some bonus points there. Um, but eight bit Christmas, oh my god, it just it just hits all the right notes. Um, I don't know, I I don't think I ever got a video game system for Christmas ever, and I would have probably killed for a Nintendo Entertainment System for Christmas one year. Um, I, I'm i going to go seven points for 8-Bit Christmas and three for Black Friday. So with a score of 24 to 6, 8-Bit Christmas moves on. Uh, next matchup is Swan Song versus Being the Ricardos. Um, Matt. Um, so Swan Song is coming from, it's an Apple TV, Apple Plus Originals. Um, it stars Mahershala Ali and Glenn Close. Um, Mahershala Ali has a, um, terminal illness. Thank you. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the words. Um, (laughs) and he ends up cloned and he basically has the decision to allow this clone to take over for him with his family. Um, I, Mahershala Ali, Glenn Close. Um, it looks like it's gonna make me cry hard. Um, but at the same time, it looks really good because those actors are gonna do an amazing job. Um, I am weirded out by Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. That was that was weird for me watching that trailer. I was like, who is this? Oh, that's what. Um. I'm kind of intrigued to see if this actually pulls some of the real life drama that happened behind the scenes of the show, or if it's just um, a fictionalized account of everything that happened. I don't know. I guess we'll see maybe as we get closer um, for that. I, despite the drama that happened in the behind the scenes of that show, I always loved, I love Lucy. I watched as a kid growing up. Um, I don't know what to do about this, so I'm just going to go five and five. Yeah. So first off, Matt, um, F you for making me watch Swan Song. <laughs> just, just right out of the gate. Just right, right out of the gate. We're just going to get that done and over with. Um, making a choice to clone yourself so that you can like be present in your loved one's lives or whatever. And also so that your life can kind of quote unquote go on, even though like you're not part of it. Like, I don't know why it, it, that, that is gut wrenching to me. <laughs> like if I was Mahershala Ali, like, I don't know how I would be in that situation. Like that, like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, that said, um, the, uh, the acting in this trailer alone is just, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it made me feel things like, like you said, I would 100% cry during this movie. Like, ugly cry. Like, no, I'm good. Uh, so, yeah. So, that said, like, there's a 0% chance I'm seeing this movie. But, um, but yeah. But, I mean, the trailer itself was mm, very good. Uh, on the flip side, being the Ricardos. Um, yeah. I loved I loved Lucy as a kid. Um, I, it's kind of weird considering how old that show is. But, you know, like, we grew up in that time when it was like, you know, Nick and Knight was... You know, yep. Yep. immediately a thing. It's like, oh, hey, Rugrats is over. Oh, hey, I love Lucy is starting. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, the cast is phenomenal. Um, J.K. Simmons as um, Ethel's husband, yep. Fred, mm-hmm. like doesn't quite look the part, but like he sounds it. He yep. sounds it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna act the hell out of that uh-huh. role. Um, and and you're absolutely right with Nicole Kidman. It's like you know, like at a couple of times, it's like Lucille, is that you? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, I'm as funny as the show was like, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see the behind the scenes drama and I get like, this is going to be, you know, times 10 of whatever the behind the scenes drama was, Mm. you know, but still like I'm, I'm here for it. Um, I'm giving Swan Song four points, uh, again, based just solely off the trailer. I will not see this movie. (laughs) Will not. You no, if you are like, hey, let's go see Being the Ricardos, I'm going to know, Tabitha, that you're trying to play one on me and be like, we're going to see Swan Song. Like, don't make me do that. And, <laughs> and Being the Ricardos gets my other six points. So, Tabitha, where are you? I want to know in what world you think I can watch Swan Song without dehydrating myself. <laughs> I will come out of there looking like a beef jerky. Like, I can't. <laughs> watch that i can't watch that in the theater i can't watch that in the privacy of my own home i can't watch that when i have to go somewhere for the next four days i can't do that to myself also that movie has three things that's two things i really like and one thing i don't like it has mahershala ali it has going close and it has cloning and the only thing i don't like out of that is cloning (laughs) cloning creeps me out i don't like movies about clones i don't like TV shows about clones, unless it's Orphan Black, but that's not really the same thing. Clones freak me out, mostly because I don't think anyone should live in a world where there are more than one of me. And it just gives me gives me anxiety. Um, being the Ricardos makes me uncomfortable for the reverse reason. Like, you said that you think it's going to be ten times more dramatic than what was actually happening. I've read a couple of biographies about people who were either on the show or, like, related to the show in some way. This was a toxic, terrible marriage. It was not what you were seeing on TV. It's not what you were seeing in the press. It was a disaster. And I'm worried that it's going to be so uncomfortable that it's going to not ruin, like, the Lucille Ball, like, the I Love Lucy. Because I also love I Love Lucy. But reading those books and watching those documentaries kind of has ruined I Love Lucy because now every time Ricky like shakes his fist imaginary at her in the TV show, I want to run through it and rip Desi Arnaz's face off. Like it just, it enrages me. So I'm uncomfortable. I'm worried. And also Nicole Kidman sounds like Lucille Ball, but she looks like they've CGI'd her face. And I don't understand. (laughs) Like, that's not what Nicole Kidman's face looks like. And, like, I believe in the power of movie makeup. But this looks like they're superimposing an image, and it gives me the heebs. And I don't (laughs) love it. So I love a period piece. The cast is great, but I'm worried. However, there's no chance in a thousand different versions of the world where I can watch Swan Song. Like, the trailer made me cry. I almost had to turn it off. I'm giving five point no six points to being the Ricardos and four points to Swan Song. <laughs> so but I will not trick you into watching that because okay. I can't do that. <laughs> well, you could trick me into watching it and then like Leave. as I'm yeah, as I'm walking into the movie theater, you'll be like, Oh, I got an important bank thing and like run away. I gotta go get some popcorn and then never come back. <laughs> gotta yeah. go get some milk at the store. <laughs> 
Uh, gonna go pick up some cigarettes. <laughs> Never coming back. <laughs> so the score of 17 to 13 being the Ricardos moves on. Uh, before we get to the next one, I know that, Tabitha, you said that clones freak you out. Uh, what about clown cones? Or clown clones? <laughs> like multiple clones of clowns? Of the same clown. Whether it be um, well, like I hate clowns and I hate clones, why would that be something I like? <laughs> Whether it's it or bozo or you know whatever. No, I'm, no? Not, I'm not a big fan of clowns. <laughs> like Pennywise doesn't freak me out that bad, but it's like the happy clowns. Those clowns are the ones that freak me out because <laughs> I know they got something to hide under there. You know, Pennywise isn't faking it. He's just he knows he's creepy and he embraces it. <laughs> That's why you like me. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the final matchup before the finals uh, is Stranger Things Season 4 versus Elves. Uh, Tabitha, let's start with you. Um, I've been ready for Stranger Things since the second that Season 3 ended. Um, I know I just said I hate cloning, but I love shows that experiment with children and inevitably turn them into, like, insane, powerful, <laughs> creepy badasses. Like, there's just something about Eleven that it just brings me hope and joy for the universe, even though we're it's fiction. Um, elves, I told you I love a good Christmas horror story. Christmas horror stories and movies are like some of my favorite horror stories. I'm just going to read my notes. Um, when the little creature popped up, I put, oh my God, I want one. It's so cute. What is it? <laughs> I said, and now there's a lesson in ecology. Sign me up. Honestly, this dumbass child is me. I want to free them. They are cute. Then they murder everyone and make me their queen. No, is not how this movie goes. So... <laughs> This checks all my boxes. I I love a setting like this where you're kind of like off in the middle of nowhere. I love it when it's a Christmas theme and I just, I, I want an elf. I want a murderous tiny elf to follow me around and do my bidding. So. I mean, aren't you a murderous tiny elf? <laughs> yeah, but then I'm doing my own bidding and I'm very lazy. <laughs> I embrace my elfdom, but what I really need is just like, a side elf to, you know, <laughs> to do, you know, my, I need a henchman. That's what I'm, all I'm saying. And if it happens to be an elf, then even better. Um, now, is side elf two words? Is it hyphenated? <laughs> I need to know because that is Well, I feel episode. like you spell sidekick with one in one word, right? Yeah. So it would be side elf. But so then would it But be... then you got a double E in exactly. the middle of the word and I don't love that phonetically. Um <laughs> let's just do like a hyphen but then a capital E because we don't want to, you know. Okay. We don't want to offend the elf community. Correct. Got yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not right before Christmas, guys. I'm trying to get good presents this year. Um as excited I as I am for Stranger Things, I think I'm more excited for the show than I was this trailer. And I was hooked on watching this Elves trailer. Like, I almost rewatched it just because I was like, ooh, did I miss something? Um, so I'm going to give eight points to Elves and two to Stranger Things. Both of those being for 11. One, one. Get it? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, my notes for Stranger Things season four are pretty simple. Uh, gimme now. <laughs> it, was, it was phenomenal. Um, with Elves, maybe my American is showing... But I was not feeling this trailer, and I don't know if it was because it's a foreign film. I don't know if it's because of the (laughs) subtitles. I honestly think, as weird as it sounds, I think it's because it's a combination of both. 
I'm hearing something that I'm not used to hearing, and then I'm also reading something, and both of those things are distracting me from what I'm supposed to be watching. So, um, yeah, so that that's that's the excuse I'm getting. Um, but because of all that, like I said, I just wasn't really feeling this trailer. Uh, that said, uh, yeah, the, the creepy slash cute elves, um, they got me. So they deserve the one point. Uh, so elves gets one. Stranger Things gets the other nine. Matt. So I'm with Tabitha on the fact that the moment Stranger Things season three ended, I wanted season four. Um, I've been waiting for a teaser trailer, been waiting for something to give us some idea of what's going to happen in this final maybe final season. Um, and as much as I love how they continue to just like, just feed on the eighties, there's a little bit of action at the end of this trailer and nothing creepy to give you any idea on what kind of creature or darkness we're dealing with. And I really was hoping for some kind of hint about how this is going to go. And it didn't give it to me. Um, Elves, I don't know, maybe it's the writer in me, but being able to take something that is typically, I don't know, cute and you already have an image in your head and being able to twist it into something dark and creepy and disturbing, I just absolutely love. Um, This trailer was awesome. It was fantastic. It's dark. I am ready for it. Um, So I'm going to give three points to Stranger Things just because, in all honesty, the trailer didn't do it for me. And seven for Elves. We almost had a tie. But with a score of 16 to 14, Elves moves on. It goes into the finals. So... We've got a three-way match for the finals for this week's trailer takedown. It's 8-Bit Christmas versus being the Ricardos versus Elves. Uh, Same rules apply. We got 10 points to give out. Um, I am going... Um, Of these three, the one that I am like 1,000% most likely to see is 8-Bit Christmas. It gets seven points. Um, Elves... Gets the same one point for the cute slash creepy elf. <laughs> and that leaves two points for being the Ricardos. Uh, Tabitha. Um, I'm also going to have to split this up in kind of a weird way. So 8-Bit Christmas is going to get six. Ricardos is going to get two. One for Lucy, one for Ethel only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give... Elves too as well for both times I went oh watching this <laughs> when I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> it's like that lamb movie. Was, was this an A twenty four movie? No, it was okay. not. Okay, Matt, where it kind of looks like it could be it, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so just based on the trailers and my desire to see said movies in this takedown um i'm gonna have to go one point for the ricardos three points for elves and six for eight bit christmas all right um all right lucy you've got some splaining to do because being the ricardos only got five points elves got six (laughs) and eight bit christmas is this week's winner of trailer takedown with 19 points as well it should (laughs) yeah that checks out 
I really wanted to have a round where I could give 8-Bit Christmas 8 points, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, that would have been nice. Mm -hmm. Would have been nice. So, uh, all right, guys. Let's (laughs) let's do some... uh, No, not trailer takedown. We just did that. Yeah. But let's do some gut reaction. Oof. Gut reaction. And we're going to start tonight with Matt and some Taika Waititi news. Uh, So, as... Taika has become prone to do. He's just grabbing more and more and more projects. Um, And he is going to be doing a big screen adaptation of The Inkle. Uh, It's a graphic novel. It's a series of graphic novels um, created by Alejandro Jodorowsky um, and Jean Girard. Um, The series was from the 80s. Um, I don't know. At this point, it's, I don't know. When Taika decides he wants to do something, especially like sci-fi-ish, um, I think I trust him to take this and see what he can do, especially knowing the background that he's got and the budget he's going to be able to pull for something like this. Um, there was another failed adaptation of this series, um, a long time ago. So maybe he pulls something from some of the ideas from that. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm going to go thumbs up on this, but uh, I, I definitely want to see cast and some more information um, as we get farther in. Yeah. I want to immediately give this a thumbs up because Taika Waititi is uh, the movies that he puts out are more often than not, like kind of right up my alley. Um, and so, like, I I have trust. I, you know, I have faith that it'll be good. That said, like, when news of this broke out, like, I had never even heard of the source material. I have yeah. no idea what it is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going thumbs sideways, but um, we'll likely change it to thumbs up sometime in the near future. Tabitha. Yeah, I'm also going to go thumbs sideways. I just don't know enough about the source material or the, like, you know, the property at all. But I agree with Mitch. I trust Taika Waititi to do whatever. Let's uh, defy gravity and talk about Wicked. (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you that this news ruined my whole day, I mean that it ruined my whole day. I'll vouch for that. The whole thing. (laughs) From the time I was sitting at the kitchen table eating my breakfast until the time I didn't fall asleep because I have insomnia, (laughs) this ruined my day. So we all knew a Wicked movie was coming, right? I knew I was going to be disappointed. I am always disappointed when musicals that I love are turned into films. It always hurts. It always sucks. Didn't make the blow hurt any less that I was prepared, okay? So Wicked is among my all-time favorite musicals. Um, I knew I was going to be mad. I wasn't going to get Adele Dazeem, Idina Menzel, ass Elphaba. <laughs> and if I couldn't have her, I wanted Samantha Barks. But then Samantha Barks decided she was going to go be Elsa, which is the wrong witch woman. Um, and if I couldn't but have... But basically the same character though, Correct. right? Yeah, I mean, just yeah. less green. Um, and if I... <laughs> More blue, less green. Right, exactly. More, you know... Teal. I was going to say crunchy for the eyes. <laughs> but that was going to make me uncomfortable. Um... I wasn't going to get Kristen Chenoweth as Galinda. 
So in my head, I had this perfect movie cast of Samantha Barks as Elphaba and Renee Elise Goldsbury from Hamilton okay. as my Glinda. Like I had it in my head. It was going to be beautiful. It was going to be magic. I am beyond pleased with Cynthia Erivo as Alphaba. I didn't know I wanted it until they released it. And I was like, oh, my God. But then in the same breath, they were like, you know, who's going to be Galinda? And I'm like, who? And they're like, Ariana Grande. And I'm like, but she doesn't even go here. And by, <laughs> by, by here, I mean Broadway. She doesn't go on Broadway. Like, she just she doesn't do this. I am so tired. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm literally exhausted. Um... For beloved musicals being thrown into the mainstream light, having pop culture icons stuck in roles that they don't need and they don't deserve. Said what I said. Um, but nobody asked me and they're starting to shoot in 2022. So here we are. This is the planet I live on. I'm upset about it. Am I going to see it? Yes. Am I going to cry? Yes. Am I going to be sad? Yes. Are you going to be mad? Probably. <laughs> like I'm probably, it's just, it's going to be a lot of emotion for me. And most of it's going to be negative. And it's not that I don't think Ariana Grande has the voice for it, but she hasn't had a normal facial expression in her entire life. Like, she just, there's... It, I mean, she's used to people writing parts for her, so they're good there. That's fair. Like, I just can't... <laughs> I can't wrap my head around a world where we live in where there are so many beautiful voices in the world, but we had to pick somebody that's mainstream to make people watch it. And it breaks my tiny cold dead heart i'm giving this a thumbs down based on literally just ariana grande like like i said she doesn't even go here <laughs> matt um <Sorry>. yeah I, <laughs> so much energy expended oh, i've been like saving that all week guys <laughs> like i haven't really been able to talk to anybody about it except in text message and i'm just like that felt really good to get off my chest <laughs> like maybe i did try to talk to you about you're gonna be like just wait for the episode. Yeah, out. like I almost texted you and was like, "I'm so angry," but I didn't. <laughs> I waited. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have anything else to add. But yeah, the idea of these, of shoving these pop icons into roles that they don't deserve, mm-hmm. just is is maddening. Um, so I'm gonna go thumb sideways just on the news, kind of in general. Because it kind of balances out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the idea of uh, Ariana Grande as Glinda. Thank you, next. Uh, mm-hmm. Thumbs down. <laughs> so speaking of Wicked, uh, there is currently a petition on change.org to keep James Corden from being a part of the movie. Um, this is the entire description of the, of the petition, uh, which is by Mikkel Miller. So it says, quote, James Corden in no way, shape or form should be in or near the production of Wicked, the movie. That's pretty much it. So as of early Thursday afternoon, uh, the petition has more than 82,000 signatures. Uh, Yeah. Thumbs up. Um, James Corden. I like your uh, carpool karaoke, but that's probably about it. So, yeah. Thumbs up. Tabitha. I am I am an outlier to the internet. Like I I mean I know we have we have our beef with James Corden, but at the end of the day, I think James Corden belongs in all musicals. I would rather James Corden be playing Glinda than Ariana Grande. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like I would watch that. 
<laughs> Give me James Corden in a puffy pink floaty dress. Oh my god! Gives the man a wand. I'm signing up. I'm there. That would be He'd better. He'd play the shit out of that role. I'm saying, and he could sing the shit out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have no thumbs about this. I just, I guess my thumbs are in the middle. I have middle thumbs. That'd be weird. Middling thumbs. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean that looks that looks strangely uh, like spot on for you. I will murder you in your sleep, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, James Corden was the only good thing about Cats. I was going to say best, but it's really the only. Um, yeah, I I agree. He should be part of every musical, and I don't care what he role he plays in this. I'm going to go against the internet and say that he needs to be a part of this. So thumbs down on the petition. Matt, let's talk about uh, Jared Leto. Do we have to? Because this is disturbing. I mean, you brought this up, so I, yes. I did, and I looked at the picture, and I just, I can't, I feel like I'm going to have nightmares from this picture, because it's just, I know that we've talked about the whole director's cut of movies, and the Snyder cut that has become synonymous with director's cut, which is trash but whatever um david ayer who directed the first suicide squad movie um we kind of always knew that joker was supposed to play a larger role in that film than was the final cut that we saw in theaters um but after seeing the picture that he posted uh what on instagram I'm really glad we didn't get any more Joker than we did because what we got was more than enough in that movie. Um, like it even takes the makeup to a whole new level where his eyebrows are just tattoos of the word ha 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 ha. And the grin is also just tattooed on his face. And it's just like Leto's Joker was over the top and didn't really fit with who I think we really, at least us, think the Joker is. And this just takes that and throws, like, yeets it over the cliff, if you, if you, if you will. Um, I, <laughs> I would really just like to yeet this Joker off the planet. So thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, unpopular opinion. I didn't hate Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad. Um, was not the best by any means, but I was like, okay, it's a different Joker for a different generation. Okay, fine, I can I, I can kind of get behind it. Uh, but yeah, this this picture is uh not good at all. Um, and like I had said to you guys, I was like, oh cool, so he's now in Insane Clown Posse. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, thumbs down, Tabitha. This is the first time uh, since my so called life aired that I've not been attracted to Jared Leto. The first time for everything. But even still, you're still like a little bit. No, 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 it just creeps me out. <laughs> Mostly because you made that like ICP reference. And now that's all I see in my head is like Jared Leto was a juggalo. <laughs> uh, a Jared Lowe? What is this cult isn't enough? Yeah, everyone needs a good cult. You know, they wear they wear white clothes and pastels. It looks relaxing. He wears pajamas. Um, <laughs> don't knock a cult till you try it, Matt. Um. <laughs> I'm giving the image, because it, it literally gave me the heaps, um, a thumbs down. I'm also giving anything related to ICP a thumbs down. <laughs> Just 
as a general reference, when you bring that in, it doesn't matter what you're trying to relate it back to. <laughs> you ruin everything for me. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were to talk about the new uh, movie called Juggalos in Space, you wouldn't want to talk about this NASA story? Um, I'll talk about the NASA story. I don't want, I mean, we could eat the Juggalos in this space. <laughs> Can we use NASA to do that? I don't know, because they don't have any money. (laughs) In other news, Jeff Bezos is a life ruiner. Um, So NASA has been set back by at least a year on the Artemis program, which has been in progress since 2017 to send humans back to the moon, including the first woman who would land on the moon. So... It was set to happen in 2024 with, like, a firm date. Now we've been pushed back to at least 2025. Um, They have admitted that there was other factors, but the biggest setback was Jeff Bezos' existence, basically. Um, We talked back in April about how NASA had selected SpaceX to supply the landing system for Mm. the Artemis program. They paid $2.9 billion to Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, who was poor and living on the streets and has no money um was, <laughs> was pissed um and he launched a super expensive lawsuit against nasa who you know doesn't have a lot of money anyway in the grand scheme of things um alleging that they disregarded key flight safety requirements and overlooked his project to go with elon musk's um nasa let everybody know that there was potentially going to be a delay to the artemis program because they had to spend all this money fighting off Jeff Bezos and his petty bullshit. So the lawsuit was actually dropped last week. Oh, thank God. Okay. But now they don't have any money. So they got they have an, they need another year for funding basically. Uh. Um quote from the article, the lawsuit could be a convenient excuse for an inability to meet an unrealistically short deadline set for political reasons. Or it could be evidence billionaires' egos are an obstacle, not an asset in humanity's quest into space. Translation, to Tabitha speak, (laughs) Jeff Bezos and his dick rocket are ruining space. (laughs) (laughs) I am giving a huge thumbs down to Jeff Bezos. I'm giving a huge thumbs up to NASA to realizing their limits because prior... To, you know, this whole space fight with the billionaires trying to get to space and trying to get William Shatner up there for God knows what fucking reason. Um, <laughs> I think they probably wouldn't have been so open about what was happening. They would have, you know, probably pulled back a little bit and just been like, you know, or they would have forced it with not enough funding. And, you know, 50,000 things would have gone wrong, which it would have inevitably led to it costing more. So thumbs up to NASA for not pushing it. Thumbs down to Jeff Bezos for existing. Here we are. Matt. Yeah, essentially have to agree. I've been super irritated at the whole Jeff Bezos lawsuit thing since he launched it. <laughs> yep, I know. Rocket joke. Um, <laughs> um I just I uh, credit to NASA for knowing their limits. Um but Thumbs down to Jeff Bezos for forcing them to come down hard and fast on their reasoning. Uh, yeah. Thumbs down to this whole thing. Thumbs down to Jeff Bezos. Thumbs up to the last paragraph in that article or that last sentence in that right? article. That was fantastic. <sighs> um, 
And it's not fully formed, but I'm just going to start this joke. You're, you're already getting your shame thing ready. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's not fully formed, so I'm just going to say the parts of the joke that are still working and then kind of go on from there. But, uh, like, I just, like, Jeff Bezos's D-Rocket is as bald as he is. That's my bell. It's actually yeah. just a Reese's wrapper. Yeah. So it, I, I got a shame Reese's. I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. We got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a new poster for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and fans are dissecting it like it was a frog in science class. Um, we see... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there was anything I was going to like less than Spider-Man, and now it's that reference. <laughs> so we see Spidey, uh, Spidey seemingly ready to do battle with Doc Ock. Uh, in the background, we see a lightning bolt, which could mean Electro. Uh, what could be smoke or sand, which could mean Sandman. But in the background, that's definitely Green Goblin. Um, I'm giving this poster, I'm giving everything about No Way Home, except for the fact that this is probably the last Spider-Man movie in a while. Um, giving this whole thing a thumbs up. Uh, I'm ready for this movie. I want it right, 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 right now. Tabitha. Um, the only thing I'm giving a thumbs up is the fact that this might be the last Spider-Man movie for a while. <laughs> uh, I haven't even looked at this poster, y'all. I wouldn't know what was going on anyway, and I don't care. Matt. <laughs> I find it interesting, this poster like picking it apart and it's pretty blatantly obvious who the villains are that are in the poster not to mention all of the internet rumors that have already been thrown around on the four that we essentially know we're getting plus the others that were rumored um so it really just solidifies the four that we knew were going to happen um i don't know i I'm def- I'm going to give this a thumbs up because I am absolutely ready for this Spider-Man movie, especially with the addition of some of this internet buzz going around how they kind of set this one up like it was Avengers Endgame, but like of Spider-Man. So, uh, Matt, let's talk about the harder they fall. Um, so out, I think actually might've been last weekend now, um, on Netflix, um, we not really a crossover, um, but Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors, who played Kang, I have sorry, I drew a blank, um, <laughs> in uh, in Loki, are teaming up for this new movie on Netflix. Uh, like Mitch says, called Heart, "The Harder They Fall." Um, it is it's a western, so that could be pretty interesting. Um, the general description is when outlaw Nat Love, played by Jonathan Majors, discovers that his enemy Rufus Buck, Idris Elba, is being released from prison, he rounds up his gang to track Rufus down and seek revenge. Those riding with him in this assured, righteously new school western includes his former love stagecoach Mary, uh, Zazie Beats, his right hand, right and left hand men, hot tempered Bill Pickett. And fast drawing, Jim Beckworth uh, and a surprising adversary turned ally, Rufus Buck and his own fearsome crew, including treacherous Rudy Smith, played by Regina King, and Cherokee Bill, then they they are not a group that knows how to lose. 
this sounds like a fantastic cast um, to put these two together in a Western. Um, not what I would have expected, but this sounds like a lot of fun, and I would give this a watch. So thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, so Pickett's in this? So that's where he's been. <laughs> okay. The whole time. <laughs> can I, hey, Pickett, while you're filming this movie, can I maybe get you to grab me Idris Elba's phone number for science? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this cast list sounds phenomenal. Um, Westerns aren't typically my bag. I don't dislike Westerns. I just, they're not really what I gravitate towards. Maybe it's the horses. I don't know. Um, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) but this, yeah, this sounds fun. This sounds interesting. I might give this a go. Thumbs up. Tabitha. You had me at Idris Elba. You lost me at Western because there's literally nothing I hate more. Um, so thumbs sideways. What kind of accent does Idris Elba have in this movie? Does he have his normal accent? Is he trying to go for like a cowboy accent? Hi, I'm Idris Elba. I'm just picturing John Wayne with a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tabitha. We need to figure out what is wrong with my head. So can you use this uh, x-ray machine that this guy uh, made up? Oh, I sure can. Um, <laughs> so a man uh, built his own x-ray machine after he got his hospital bill of $69,210.32. Um, in a video, YouTuber William Osman started picking out which of his possessions he's going to sell to pay the debt. <laughs> um, thankfully, he only has to pay around $2,500 thanks to his insurance. But he explains in the video that, you know, most Americans don't have that same insurance plan or insurance coverage. Um, so he decided to take things into his own hands. He got on eBay and bought a um, old broken dental machine and took the x-ray vacuum tube from it. He bought a roll of sheet lead, a couple Geiger counters, you know, for safety, um, and an electrical cable capable of delivering 60,000 volts. Um, he was able to get all of this stuff and put it together. For some random reason, he had a finger bone laying around his house, as one does. <laughs> and he got a pretty good image of it with his, you know, garage-built x-ray chamber. Um, the YouTube video has been viewed by radiologists and doctors. Most of them were super impressed, but then they got kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Because later on in the video, he actually x-rays his own hand. Um Osman, the guy who made the video, pointed out that the radiation from that x-ray machine is not as bad as a CT scan in a hospital or one year living life flying across the country a couple times and just being bombarded by background radiation coming at us from everywhere. Um, Then the radiation safety experts started weighing in and were commenting and upset, but my own personal opinion, it's his life and he made it. He can do what he wants. If he wants to Marie Curie himself into oblivion in the name of proving that the American medical system is broken and health insurance is a scam, then you do you, boo-boo. Thumbs up. Matt. I mean, I guess he's really not going to end up costing himself any more than a medical bill. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I guess you can do what you want. I mean, props for having the... Uh, skill to be able to put macgyver this shit together and make your own x-ray machine um i I don't know that anybody in a hospital situation is gonna you know you're gonna walk in with your own personal x-ray you took in your garage and they're gonna be like (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's definitely broken we're not gonna take another x-ray we'll 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 trust your machine in your garage i don't think they're gonna take another x-ray um so thumbs sideways 
Yeah. Um, kind of echoing you, Tabitha. Um, our insurance system in America is trash. So if this guy is going to try to take matters into his own hands, uh, I can see definitely you know see where he's going with that. Um, so yeah, thumbs up. So you're just going to completely ignore that. It wasn't a good pun. What was the pun? See where he's going with that. Like, oh man, I didn't even get it. Yeah. You got to explain it. It's not a good pun. I know. <laughs> I know. Actually, I was thinking about what if he could like become like a traveling x-ray tech because that's far, $150. I mean, he could charge 100 bucks per x-ray he's doing. Hit me with the radiation. See if my ankle's broken. That way I'll have to go to prompt care and waste 600 bucks. Yeah. Not bad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I have three stories back to back to back before we get to our last story. Um, so, uh, original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter has been cast in Wonder Woman three. Uh, we don't know who she's playing, but current Wonder Woman Gal Gadot, uh, says it means the world to have Carter in the film. Thumbs up. Um, her cameo in Wonder Woman 84, uh, made my day and Linda Carter is just Awesome. I just I would just want to give her a big hug. So yeah, thumbs up, <laughs> Tabitha. Um, Linda Carter's cameo in '84 was the only good part of '84, other than the soundtrack. Um, so she can't make three any worse than two already was. I'm giving the fact that we're getting a third one after the travesty and train wreck of two a thumbs down. But I'm giving Linda Carter in all of her glory two thumbs up. Matt. Yeah, I, that I. <laughs> Up, up, and away with Linda Carter in the next Wonder Woman movie because it really can't be worse than two. So thumbs up to her casting. Dodge is currently looking to fill a new position. It's the chief donut maker. Uh, the hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year job uh, will be the so the person who gets this job will be the ambassador of uh, the their Never Lift program. Uh, who embodies the spirit of the founding Dodge Brothers. Uh, the CDM will also get a Hellcat uh, Hellcat car, uh, presumably to do donuts in, uh, as well as official business cards with the job title. More information about the quote-unquote position will be released in January. Um, y'all, when I posted this story, I told you how I'm real dumb, and I was going to tell you why. Um, the first time I read <laughs> Chief Donut Maker, <laughs> Tabitha and I are the same. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that like he's gonna get like a big white puffy hat and would have to make donuts uh-huh. for all of the Dodge employees. Yeah, for all the Dodge employees, he just have to go and make pastry after pastry. And even still, I'm like, one hundred fifty thousand dollars for that? Like seriously? And then I realized it's a car and it's the the you know yeah that kind of donut. So I'm real dumb, um, but still not as dumb as this whole thing. Um, I'm going to be real mad at whoever makes $150,000 for getting to drive a car in not even as big of a circle as a NASCAR. So thumbs down, Tabitha. So I wasn't thinking about, okay, so first I was thinking about Fat Kid Donuts because I have, <laughs> like, when you say donut, I immediately think pastry, just who I am. And then I thought about donuts, like you're talking about, like making donuts in a parking lot, but then... Are we talking about donuts? Like the like the tiny tires that are in our trunks? Because <laughs> <laughs> where I'm from, we call the spare tire the a donut. donut. So I don't know what to... There's, 
this is why I hate the English language. Like, I'm going to need, <laughs> like, pick a lane, donut. Like, <laughs> he, he's doing donuts. He's going to be in all three lanes. <laughs> oh, my God. I never one of my bells about my life. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't get a shame Reese's for that? Oh, I forgot about it. <laughs> it's just such an uncomfy sound. Um, I'm giving the fact that you and I were both like, mmm, donuts. Like, <laughs> a giant thumbs up. Um, but I'm like 150,000. I mean, okay, Dodge, you do you, I guess. Just keep failing those safety tests. Pay your donut maker. (laughs) Thumbs down. (laughs) Matt. Uh, so you're not as dumb as you thought you are because I kept listening to you talk about this story and going, when are we going to get to the donuts? (laughs) (laughs) And then you got to the end and I'm like, those are not the donuts I wanted. <laughs> These are not the donuts you're looking for. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm disappointed. I just came up Wait. with your C2E2 cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Dodge employee, but you're also a baker. And you just walk around handing out free donuts. <laughs> and you carry a paycheck for $150,000 in your pocket. One of the big ones? Yeah. <laughs> Evan can be, or not Seth, can be our, our check. I'm here for this. Yeah. All right. I have good ideas. Sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go thumbs down because it's not the donuts that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> we all just completely glazed over what kind of actual <laughs> thing we were talking about. <laughs> last week. Missed the whole thing. Last week we had former gift kid. The gifted kid problems. <laughs> this week we're having fat kid problems. <laughs> all right. So. I, bat- I, I, I battled back and forth with these last two stories because they are both last story worthy. Um, but in, in the end, I'm going with Tabitha's last story. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but that said, so like with this last story for gut reaction, like when I do, when I try to do set up my stories for gut reaction, I try to keep them short, concise, maybe like two sentences. You know, I cannot do this with this one. This one is just way too involved so bear with me before we get to our thumbs all right so and i apologize if i pronounce this this gentleman's name wrong so chang su uh is a maths teacher from taiwan uh he has an interesting way uh to get people to his youtube channel uh, chang has uploaded videos of him teaching math to both pornhub and only fans uh, which has helped him reach 24,000 subscribers on YouTube in addition to the 1,000-plus uh, online students that he has in his online school. Uh, the Pornhub, Pornhub videos have been watched 1.9 million times. Um, for research, I did look up <laughs> his videos. Disclaimer. <laughs> Asterisk disclaimer. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Sadly, these videos are not in English, and I don't understand math to begin with. So when you're trying to teach me math in a different language, like I didn't last long. <laughs> So, anyway. 
So <laughs> this this marketing tactic uh, was done to get public attention since college students go to these websites anyway. <laughs> and this was done to help him bounce back from depression as well as to bounce back financially um, after a former employee of his um, closed his what's called a cram school um, to open one of his own in the same building. So this guy, Weird. yeah, this guy closed Chang's school. Chang had no idea until like the damage was done. Mm. Yeah. Weird. And then in this article that, that I found, um, he has this quote at the very end that I was just like, wow, this is really cool. So he says, uh, quote, I hope through the, uh, this hidden part of my story, I can give more people the strength to let them know that maybe if they stick to a certain path, they will see uh, the dawn of hope. So thumbs up to Chang, thumbs up to Pornhub, um, thumbs <laughs> thumbs down to calculus, because again, I can't math. But overall, um, this is the most heartwarming story you'll see on Pornhub this week. Tabitha. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's some A plus marketing. Like, I just, I'm just trying to get into the headspace of the 18 year old dude in his dorm room who's just trying to have a good time. And, and runs, like, he's just left, math right? He's just left a math class. He hates it. He's having the worst semester of his life. And he's just trying to have one good time, one good day. And then he's like, all right, Pornhub, what do you got? And then it's math. And he's just like, are you kidding me? Like, that just ruins, ruins it all. Like, I don't care what language you speak. Math ruins everything. I mean, unless you're like an <laughs> MIT student, that's what you go there for. That's true. There are probably those people out there. I'm not here to kink shame anyone. Um, <laughs> if math is your, is your jolly good time, that's just on you, man. But like. Thumbs up to him for, I mean, literally, that's great marketing. Matt. Yeah, I got to give him credit for using the avenues available to him. To, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. That's just well played, sir. Thumbs up. So the last story for tonight um, is quite more tame than that, but it's still effing weird. Um <laughs> Tabitha, are we getting drunk after this? Not on Arby's vodka, that's for sure. <laughs> so I saw this, and like I had deja vu, and I don't know why. I was like, did we talk about this? And then I looked at the date the article was released, and I'm like, there's no way we talked about this. But then I had to ask you guys, because again, I don't understand time. But turns out we have it. So Arby's has announced plans to roll out two limited edition vodkas. One will be curly fry flavored, and one will be crinkle fry flavored so the curly fry vodka preserves the distinguished and authentic flavor profile of its namesake it is distilled with cayenne paprika onion and garlic arby's crinkle fry vodka is more subtle is made with <laughs> salt and sugar the end um it will be available online in 12 states on november 18th for $60 a bottle. Do not ask. I did not check if it is available in Illinois. Um, online reactions have been less than savory. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, uh, mostly people are asking them to quit doing dumb shit and bring back their favorites like potato cakes. 
there was one tweet that literally just said, I hate you, Arby's, which is my sentiments exactly. Um, I can't think of what you would do with this other than maybe make like a Bloody Mary. Because like oh. you've already got, you know, you're like, you want the spice, you want the flavors, you want the whatever. But what else are you going to do with $60 curly fry and or crinkle fry vodka? Where are you going to put that? You're not going to take a shot of it because you're going to want to die. Oh. You're not going to put it with the soda because it's going to taste like trash. You're not going to put it in like a tonic water or like a mixer because, again, it's going to taste like trash. There are only so many things in the universe that you can combine vodka with safely and not (laughs) die. So I just, I get it. It's a marketing ploy. People are going to buy it to be like, oh my God, I hand the Arby's vodka. And then they're going to do that thing that people do with the Malort and they act like they like it and they don't. And then they make you drink it and it sucks. <laughs> but I also don't understand, like, if you're going to, like, why make two? How in God's green earth are there that many differences between a curly fry and a crinkle fry other than their shape? Because if you sat me down and gave me the same thing, like, I would know the texture difference, but there's no chance I would know. Of Arby's fries, I've not Mitch, I've not had an Arby's crinkle fry. I have not but... had Arby's. I I don't even know three years. I I have not had Arby's in so long. I don't even know where it is. Like, and I don't eat at the Arby's around here because they all try to kill you. Like, I'm just... <laughs> Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to stay alive, and I do not think that Arby's vodka is going to help me do that. So a couple of things. Um, one, um, I, to preface, I will not pay $60 for, for this. I will not do it, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I would take a shot of curly fry vodka. I would take a shot of it to see exactly how it tastes. Cause I mean, vodka is already potato based. So I mean, you know, not always. Eh, well, you know, kind of, um, but yeah, so there's that. I, I guess I have three things. Um, second, um, I have become one of those people, or at least Drunk Mitch has, because uh, there's a bar that's pretty close to my house that actually has Malort. And so I have been a very bad friend a couple of times and bought you know some people that I'm with uh, shots of Malort. But um, guys, Drunk Mitch kind of likes Malort. Drunk Mitch sucks. <laughs> um, and then the the final thing that I'm going to say about uh, this vodka is uh, thank the gods that they didn't give us roast beef vodka. <laughs> uh, I have had some very gross flavored vodkas, including buttered popcorn flavored vodka. <laughs> roast beef would be like a step two. What do you do with that? What are people doing with these obscurely flavored vodkas. I just want to know. I love a pickle flavored vodka because I put it in a Bloody Mary. I love a bacon flavored vodka because you know where I put it? In a Bloody Mary. But all these other like random sweet flavors or like, like what do you do? What are you doing with it? I just need to know. Like someone needs to answer that question for me. Like maybe I'll just get on Reddit and start asking people. But I just, I don't know. We need a Geek Awakens Reddit tag so we can ask people questions on reddit with the geek awakens i mean you you see how well i do our instagram and our facebook <laughs> you do and a great our twitter. job mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. you do a great job i'm lucky to post once a week you do a great job <laughs> you don't want to be annoying it's nice of you 
Maybe maybe somebody can run our Reddit page. It's not me. I don't even know how Reddit works. Yeah, not it. <laughs> well, looks like we're going down in flames, folks. <laughs> Lydia, pick it. You're up. <laughs> I'm st- shots of curly fry vodka for everybody. <laughs> nope. I don't hate myself that much. <laughs> a shot of curly fry vodka or a shot of roast beef vodka for every Harley Quinn we see at C2E2. Oh, God. Or, or a shot of Malort for every... Harley Quinn was Is see. a shot of arsenic available instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get out of this that easily. Uh, I think I would rather take Malort than risk it on any kind of fry flavored vodka because at least I know what Malort's going to taste like. I, I'm still like, I'm still fixated on roast beef vodka and I'm just like seeing, you know, like little blobs of grease. Oh, gross. <laughs> You're cut off from speaking. <laughs> For how long? Uh, what time is it? <laughs> it's 9.07 p.m. Can you make it into a cheese sauce? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you got beer cheese. Why not vodka cheese? Because it would separate, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I'm, I'm the chief donut maker, not the chief <laughs> cheese sauce maker, okay? <laughs> It's fair enough. All right. So before <laughs> before things take another strange, strange turn, because, yeah, we've done that a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, check us out on social media. Like I said, where I'll be lucky enough to post once a week. Um, <laughs> while you're there, uh, give us some feedback. Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Any questions, comments, or concerns? then shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com from all of us at the Geek Awakens so thanks for listening and we hope to catch you next time everybody say bye bye, bye.